Hey Shagheads, Curtis Tucker here, aka Shags, for another episode of A Shaggy Duck Life. The behind the scenes goings on of Shaggy Duck Studio here in Enid, Oklahoma. You guys follow along as I entrepreneur from home. I write books, I podcast, I blog, I do art stuff and all that good stuff. Going to give you guys a lot of the behind the scenes uh, of what's going on, plus follow along as I go on some adventures and as I deal with my uh, dog, my family, my Jeep, uh, my business, and all of that stuff. So I appreciate you guys being here. Don't forget, if you are listening to this on a podcasting app somewhere, you can also watch on youtube.com slash Curtis Tucker TV. And if uh, you catch tonight's episode on YouTube, uh, it looks kind of funky. I've got a brand new light here in the Shaggy Duck studio that's given off some really cool colors. I've got my little uh, iPad below me. And uh, so I've got lights coming from all different directions and it's giving off kind of a cool vibe, almost a... Um, lava lampish looking vibe. So anyway, uh, appreciate you guys listening. You guys are the best. Uh, thank you for all of the people that are downloading the episodes. Don't forget, uh, I've started up a Patreon account if you guys want to uh, contribute. It's like set at $5 a month and uh, it's got some stickers on there uh, that you guys will get. Uh, there's also some um, a coaster. I got a new coaster and then a new stickers coming out as well. I'll probably get those to you guys as well. And then we're going to have, uh, me and Todd are going to have some swag and stuff for uh, Buzzhead Radio, the 70s Buzz and all that other stuff. So appreciate you guys uh, trying to keep everything advertising free. We uh, actually are not doing all of this to make money, but uh, the money does help, and we're trying to buy a really cool building to kind of build a studio, a place to do our silk screening, and sell our t-shirts out of. So anyway, uh, if you guys want to help, you can do that. If not, no big deal. Just uh, keep on listening, and I appreciate you guys listening along. And so tonight's episode is actually not about you know uh, following along something that I'm doing now or, or recently. It's something that happened in 2017. And there's a fairly long blog post about it on curtistucker.com. That's where I do a lot of my blogging. And so there's, there's a lot more pictures and links and, and stuff there at curtistucker.com. You can also go to shaggyduck.com, thatbuzzguy.com. They all take you to the same place. But on there, uh, it's a story about uh, the 2017 total eclipse of the sun. And there was a post today that I shared that reminded me of that. And it was reminding people that the next uh, total eclipse of the sun that's coming over the United States is going to happen in on April 18th, 2024. So that's coming up not that long um, from now. And the reason that they are trying to prepare people now is what we found out in 2017 as the buzz... Uh, for that total eclipse got going, people discovered really quickly that um, the eclipse sunglasses sold out really quick. So basically anything that had to do with an eclipse sold out. And even months before the eclipse, you just couldn't find anything. I mean, you could, we could not, we could not find a pair of eclipse sunglasses anywhere. 
There was other things that we couldn't find. Um, and then there was locations that were in um, uh, populated areas that, uh, that were booked. And I can tell you that if, uh, when the eclipse does happen, don't think that you're gonna be able to hop in your car and go you know, to a place that, that's really cool to watch it because it'll probably be packed, there'll be traffic jams. Um, we discovered that, uh, man, a lot of people got out for the 2017 one. So, so basically what I'm gonna do is kinda give you guys a rundown on the 2017 uh, total eclipse and just tell you that you guys really, really need to start planning for the 2024 one. And then, um, and so, so living in Enid, Oklahoma, uh, we had to drive to, we drove to Fairmont, Nebraska to see the totality. Um, in 2024, it is going to skirt the very southeast corner of Oklahoma, but it's also going to go over kind of the Dallas area. So we're actually going to drive down to Dallas and watch the 2024 one uh, in the Dallas Grapevine area. The uh, 2045 one is uh, actually, okay, so, so 2024 one is the next one, and then after that one, the next one will be 2045, which is, you know, years and years off, but I am planning on being here for that one. Uh, I think I'll be in my 80s. And that one, actually, the path of totality is actually going to go over Enid, Oklahoma. So I won't even have to leave town to see the 2045 total eclipse. So anyway, so what had happened was uh, being doing Enid Buzz and that Buzz guy and Shaggy Duck and everything, um, always like to go on adventures and, and do fun things. And so was looking for the next adventure in 2017 and started seeing the news reports on the total uh, eclipse of the sun coming. And when there are total eclipses, they don't happen everywhere. You know, they kind of, the way that the earth rotates and the sun and the moon, you know, they kind of they make these really weird swivel uh, paths across the earth and most of them don't cross the United States, but every so many years they will cross the United States. And so when they do, you know, a lot of people in the United States get to see the eclipses. But what I learned, and I remember being a kid um, in the 70s, uh, going out at school one time and doing the pinhole and and there was like a partial eclipse of the sun and you get to see the little dot and and the little uh, area cut out of it where the sun, you know, is blocked. And um, and then I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but I think it, I'm pretty sure, well, it could have been, you know, I don't even remember. I'd have to go back. But there, there was one eclipse where I remember it getting really hazy and thinking, oh, wow, that was really cool. You know, it kind of got gray and hazy and the, the sun wasn't super bright. And, uh, but, but I got to reading in 2017 and studying a little more and found out that you don't really get the full feel of a total eclipse unless you're in what they call the path of totality, which I had never even really you know, heard of. And so researching that, they say that the path of totality is where it actually gets dark. The, the sun is completely Block. So in this path, which it's a pretty wide path, um, I can't remember the exact 
width, you know, mile-wise, but uh, it's a pretty big path. But you know, to get the best the best effect, you want to be right in the middle. There's like a line in the smack dab middle of where that total the path of totality is. So. So for 2017, I got this bright idea that it would be fun to go to a spot that was in the total, the path of totality of the 2017 eclipse. And so I talked my buddy, Todd, who I do the 70s Buzz podcast with, to go with me. And I said, hey, let's go chase the uh, total eclipse of the sun. And he said, okay. And I was originally thinking about maybe going up to Kansas City because it's it, it was going to be headed to Kansas City, and I thought, well, that, that'll be cool because there's a lot more hotels and things to do and places to eat. We can zip up there and stay in a hotel and and uh, watch the eclipse. And so that's kind of where I was originally going to go. And then as it got closer, I found out that all the hotels were booked, uh, number one. But then number two, um, you know, I, I hadn't booked anything a couple of weeks out, um, started watching the weather, uh, maybe it was like a week out, and the weather just was not looking great for the Kansas City area. And I thought, man, I don't want to drive five hours to Kansas City and there be clouds and just miss the thing. So, so I started looking at where the path of totality went. And I live in Enid, Oklahoma, and there's a, there's two highways that basically go through our town. There's uh, 412, which goes east and west, and then there's uh, Highway 81, which goes north and south. And so I thought, well, if we were to drive up Highway 81, where does it intersect the uh, path of totality? And it 81 and the path of totality intersected exactly in a town called Fairmont, Nebraska. Well, just a few miles out of Enid, we've got a Fairmont, Oklahoma. So I thought, well, that's kind of cool. So I did a Google search and found a Facebook page for Fairmont, Oklahoma, and I clicked on it, and it uh, seemed like a really nice little town. I think it was about 600 uh people population, but on their Facebook page, they were like welcoming people like, hey, come to Fairmont, Nebraska. Um, we're going to have uh, porta-potties out in our parks. We're gonna, I think they had like uh, two parks or something, and they said you could um, stay in your car and uh, sleep in our park. And because I don't, I don't think they had a hotel. I think, I think the only thing in Fairmont, Nebraska was a convenience store. I don't, I I don't even think they had a restaurant. They might have. Yeah, they did. Actually, they did. They had a bar uh, in the little downtown area. Maybe a restaurant. I'm sure they had a restaurant, but um, not. I don't think they had a hotel. Uh, and then they said the fire department would be cooking burgers in the park the day of the eclipse. And so um, I thought, well, that that sounds kind of cool. And it was a straight drive, straight up 81. And so we decided that's what we were going to do. And looking at the weather, the weather um, looked uh, better there than in Kansas City. So uh, my buddy and I hopped in my uh, Buzzmobile at the time and got a bunch of snacks and stuff and headed up. It was a five-hour drive from Enid, Oklahoma to Fairmont, Nebraska. And so we headed up north 
and let me see, I've got some notes here. You, you can read this blog and see. The cool thing about this um, podcast is if you want to follow along on the curtistucker.com blog, you can see a lot of the pictures. Uh, our Todd and I taking off and driving up there. Um, let's see. Uh, our adventure began on Sunday, August 20th, around 2 p.m. We left uh, Buzzhead Studio in my car and cruised up 81. And I remember in Concordia, Kansas, they had a, a Dairy Queen. And we don't have a Dairy Queen in Enid anymore, and I love Blizzard. So I remember we stopped there and got a Blizzard, and uh, from there we headed up to Nebraska. Uh, we stopped uh, at the state line of Nebraska, got out and took a picture there. I've got that picture on the blog. Um, and while we were taking a picture, another car stopped along the way and uh, two men and two boys got out and they were doing the same thing. They got out and took a picture of the sign and they were also driving up. Uh, what we found out was there were a thou thou hundreds of thousands of people driving to different areas to watch the um, path of totality of, of the total eclipse. And so these guys were doing the same thing and they had found a spot uh, let's see, they were headed to a scout camp near Grand Island, Nebraska, and uh, that's what they were going to say. But anyway, so what we decided to do was exchange information in case one spot turned out better than the other. And so they, they headed up to um, their spot, and we headed up to Fairmont, Nebraska. And once we got to Fairmont, Nebraska, you know, we discovered that it was almost like Fairmont, Oklahoma. It was just this little itty-bitty town with one grain elevator, a, a water tower, a park, and just a few buildings, and then, uh, you know, several houses. And so we, we, were, we, we were one of the first, if not the first, into the park. We got there at daytime uh, the night before the eclipse, and we just found us a spot and just parked there, got out and took some pictures, and then as the evening wore on, more and more cars started to fill in. And then we noticed that um, a car kind of across from us or a van or something had pulled in and these guys pulled out this huge telescope. And so a lot of the people that were there started gathering around those guys with the telescope. And so we went over to check it out and they were an astronomy group from Chicago. And so these guys, an astronomy group from Chicago could have gone anywhere along the path of the United States, and they picked Fairmont, Nebraska as well. And so as I, as I was talking to one of the guys, um, I said, why, why did you pick Fairmont, Nebraska? And he said that they looked at the weather, and out of all the places that it the eclipse was going to be, Fairmont, Nebraska had the best weather, you know, going back in the past for that, I guess, for that day. So basically, it was it was supposedly going to be the best spot with the best weather. And so that's why they picked it. And then I asked him, I said, what if you guys wake up tomorrow morning and it's cloudy or rainy and you know for sure you're not going to be able to see the eclipse? And he said, uh, we're going to sit here and we will just wait it out. He said, you don't want to leave because if you get out on the highway, you're going to get stuck. And um, it's because right, it's because some people, especially area people, if they live just within like maybe 50 to 100 miles of the total, the path of totality, what they do is they wait and hop in their car 
and they flood the area, you know, a couple hours before and after the eclipse, well, that causes a traffic jam. So if you're, you know, trying to get from one area to another or trying to get from even further away, you're going to have problems if you wait too long. So I'm warning you. That's why we're warning you. Another thing is a lot of people ask for time off from work. So if you have a job where you have to ask for time off, I would go in tomorrow. Uh, if you're, Whenever you're listening to this podcast episode, go in the next day and ask for uh, April 18th or April 8th. I'd say ask for April 7th and 8th off because um, what you're going to find out is other co-workers are eventually going to ask for those days off. And, and then I heard stories of people that got stuck um, and they couldn't go because... They, uh, they, were, they, they were the ones stuck working. Uh, so anyway, so what happened was we, uh, we hung out, we talked to them, we met some people, some people pulled up next to us. Um, we walked over to the little downtown area. They had a bar. We got a beer or some drinks there. I think we might have eaten something there. I think they had food there. It wasn't really a restaurant, but it was a bar. And so we ate there. Then we went back to the park and uh, basically we just rolled the windows down and put the seats back and decided to sleep in the Equinox, my car. And what we found out was uh, there was a railroad track that went right by the park and it was the stinking loudest train uh, that we'd ever heard. And the people that were next to us, um, the train was so loud that they actually packed up and moved to a different area. Um, so they could get some sleep. But so Todd and I, um, we, we wanted to stay there in the park. And so we toughed it out and slept uh, in the Equinox all night and uh, woke up the next morning. And the uh, uh, more, I mean, we woke up and there was like I don't know, hundreds, dozens, car, there was cars everywhere, all over Fairmont, Nebraska. I mean, it people had showed up all night long and in the morning. And so there was cars everywhere. And then, uh, then we noticed that the fire uh, department was setting up in the middle of the park and they were starting to cook burgers. And um, so, so we kind of hung out, we talked to people. And then these two guys came walking by and they had the, this English accent. And Todd and I were, were doing some lives and some videos to send back to Enid and, and our family. And they asked us what we were doing. And um, so I started talking to them and they were... Aussies, Australians from England. They had ended up in England and at the last minute, you know, they had, they lived in England and at the last minute when they heard about the uh, solar eclipse, they decided to hop on a plane, fly to the United States, and then drive to Fairmont, Nebraska to watch the total eclipse of the sun. So I'm, I'm telling you, this is a big, big thing. And so I was like, why would you guys from, from London, I think they were from London, they were from London, the London area. I said, why would you guys from London, England come to Fairmont, Nebraska? And he said the same thing. He said, we looked for towns that were on the path of totality. We saw Fairmont, Nebraska. We Googled it. They had a fun looking little Facebook page. And so that's just where we decided. Um, and so what was really neat is they, they were really fun. They had accents. I think I've got an interview with them on the CurtisTucker.com blog, but um, they, they, were, they were bandmates. They were in a band and the band was called the Midnight Tokers. And they played, um, they were like a Steve Miller um, 
band. And so, uh, so the Midnight Tokers, I think I've got a link. I'm not sure if they're still together or not, but um, anyway, and then we interviewed some other people, uh, basically anybody that came by, we would interview. And the people that ended up next to us again, um, we found out that they were Eclipse Chasers. I had no idea. Uh, that there were people that all they do, they fly to different countries because eclipses are happening quite often in, you know, in different parts of the world. They just don't happen like in the same spot, you know, very many years in a row. And so there are people that will spend money and they will fly and drive and hike to different areas of the country to chase total eclipses of the sun. And I must say that after experiencing one, I completely understand why they do it, and it's just uh, it's just the coolest thing ever. Uh, and so, so the people next to us, I think I believe they were Eclipse uh, chasers, and so um, they were there for that one. Uh, the thing, the scary thing was when we woke up, it was hazy. It was it was a little bit cloudy, and it was hazy and um, you couldn't even see the sun. I mean, if you looked up at the sun, it was bright outside, but you couldn't, you couldn't physically see the sun, and so I started getting worried uh, about the weather. So we kept checking, and um, it looked like the blob of clouds. Let me, I think the eclipse was gonna happen, I'm not sure. Uh, around 11.30 that morning, I think is when the eclipse started, and it lasted, it was, uh, it was a pretty long eclipse. So even though it started at 11.30, it just, it goes pretty slow. And so we set up all of our cameras and uh, got ready. And by 12.30, there was a pretty good blanket of clouds over us. And then there was, a, there was a small circle of blue sky that I could see off in the distance. And I remember that um, about, and, and so we weren't, you know, seeing a lot of the eclipse through the clouds, but you could tell uh, that it was starting to get, you know, a little hazier. And about 15 minutes before the total, eclipse of the sun, that blue area, that blue round area that was between some of those clouds came right over us and right over that park and we could see the sun perfectly. Um, and so uh, I've got uh, photos, I've got videos of the total eclipse and um, you know the video of, of it happening is really cool because the, the video is, is us in the daytime and then it just gets hazier and hazier and hazier, and then it gets dark, 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 and then it's just dark. Um, and so when you are in the path of totality, it literally gets dark. It's nighttime, but the weird thing is, it's nighttime above you and around you, but there's this weird horizon light about, you know, on the horizon all the way around you. Uh, and it's really cool to see, but but when it gets completely dark, and I can't remember, I may have it on here, um, how many minutes the uh, the total eclipse lasted. But it was it was one of the longer ones. It was it was pretty cool. Um, but uh, they it was just weird because sounds change. They say that uh, if there's roosters in the area, roosters will make noise. Um, and, 
it just, everything changes. It just gets really kind of weird and almost like silent. Um, and, um, uh, sorry, I make a noise. My dog has, Hey, Graham, get in here. I've got to check on, make sure my dog is not chewing something up. Get in here and lay down, mister, lay down. Sorry about that. Uh, the fun stuff. And, uh, I was going to do, uh, just real quick, I was going to do an episode on, uh, shaggy dog here, but I realized that I'd already done an episode of when I surprised my family with him. So I'm going to wait a couple more months as he gets a little older, and then I will do another episode with Graham. But uh, back to the uh, eclipse. So so anyways, we woke up, um, the eclipse started. Uh, here was the cool thing. You could tell that it was getting darker and darker and darker, and and with with the glasses that we had. Now we I didn't have glasses, but I had this. I'd gotten a piece of glass that blocked. Graham, get out, of, get over here, and um, I could hold it up, and you could see, and then you could see right when the moon completely covered the sun. And there's there's this thing that they call uh, the diamond, and there's a diamond at the very last second before the sun is covered, and then there's a diamond that appears at the first second of when it uh, becomes uncovered. And I got some really cool photos of that, but right when the diamond hit and then the, the moon completely covered the sun, everybody in that park started screaming and yelling and laughing and crying and clapping and kissing and and so we're in this park and we don't know these people. And it was just, so one, one thing, your senses are, are all changed and the sounds are different and the lighting is different. And it's lighting that you've never experienced because it's daytime and yet it's nighttime. And all these people are screaming and clapping and hugging and um, I mean, it's weird. It's even making me choke up right now. It was so cool. Um, I promise you, it's something that you need to experience. It's worth going and trying to get into the path of totality and experience it uh, being there. And what's and and I don't know that it would would have been the same experience if you just went with a buddy you know, out into a field and, and stood there by yourself. I think, I think the thing for us was being there in the park with all of these other people experiencing the same thing. And, and it was almost like a, a festival feel. Uh, you know, there was no, there was no music or bands there playing, but that's just what it felt like. It felt like we were all there for, um, you know, a reason. Uh, and so I just found my notes here. The totality in our location lasted for two minutes and 36 seconds. That is a long time. So for two minutes, two and a half minutes, it was completely dark in the daytime, where, you know, where we were. Uh, um, and so, like I say, we've got video, we've got photos. I was snapping lots of photos up as it was happening. Some of those came out uh, uh, really cool. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, that little diamond appears and then a little bit of light appears and then it gets light, seems like it gets light really quick. And uh, so that's what happened. It, uh, it got light and then bam, it's over. And so here we are standing 
in the middle of a park in Fairmont, Nebraska, five hours away from home. And we basically grabbed all our stuff, threw it in the back of the Equinox and uh, drove out of the park and hit Highway 81 and it was packed. And so it was just, it was uh, bumper to bumper traffic probably for a good hour or longer just trying to drive south out of Nebraska into Kansas. As we got further and further away from Fairmont, Nebraska, the, the traffic you know lessened a little bit more and more, but um, it was there was cars everywhere. There was cars. Uh, as we left Fairmont, Nebraska, there were cars on every dirt road and along the highway and, and just everywhere where people had driven as close as they could get. Um, and that's why I say, you know, if you get there late and there's traffic and you can't get in, I would, I would highly recommend you watch the, um, the eclipse in a, in a more crowded area. Uh, you know, definitely like outdoorsy, not like on the rooftop or, you know, in a backyard surrounded by fences. I would be like in an open area where you can see, you know, that, that horizon where it's still light along the horizon, but it's pitch black above that and above your head. And just because of the, the reaction, I think that's what gets me. Maybe not as much as the, the eclipse, but the reaction of the people when the eclipse happened. I mean, that was the cool factor. Uh, it was just uh, so cool, and uh, uh, I mean, comparing that to a partial eclipse of the sun, it's just, it's night and day. I mean, literally, it's night and day. You know, you, if you see a partial eclipse and you're not in the path of totality, it, it gets a little bit hazy and, you know, you're like, wow, it's kind of funky out here. It, it just, it, that's nothing compared to um, complete darkness when um, it's a total eclipse. So anyway, I uh, highly recommend you guys uh, look for April 8th, 2024. Again, uh, I'm looking at a map right now. It's going to go uh, completely through Texas. Um, and it looks like it'll be a little bit um, west of Austin and then a little bit on the edge of Dallas to the west of Dallas. It skirts the very corner of Oklahoma. The, I mean the very, very south east tip. It goes, it, the, one of the better places will be Arkansas. It goes completely through Arkansas. So there's going to be tons of towns in Arkansas where you're going to be able to see it. Um, and then it, it skirts um, Indiana, um, and uh, Ohio, so and and then you know before Texas it comes right through Mexico. So that so basically you know if you live in Nebraska or Colorado or even Kansas, uh, Louisiana, you are not going to see it. It's not um, you know the, for the path of totality you're not going to see. Um, so anyway, I would uh, get there. There's maps all over the internet. So just do a Google search for Path of Totality 2024, and it will show you. And again, um, I don't have a picture of the uh, 2040. And, you know, 2045, um, like I said, I think I'm going to be 80-something by then. Um, but I, I, 
swear I will be alive and I plan on uh, being uh, getting to Enid, Oklahoma. If I'm not still here, uh, I'm sure I could still be here, but uh, Enid, Oklahoma will be the place to be for the 2045. If you guys are still around and you want um, to come to Enid, Oklahoma and hang out with us for that eclipse, uh, plan that on your calendar. That is a very long ways away. But uh, I'm telling you, get prepared now. But the 2024 one is really not that far away. Uh, I would buy Eclipse uh, glasses now. There's some that are like really cheap. They're like um, 3D glasses. They come with the kind of paper. They're like paper, but the, the lens in them blocks out the harmful rays of the sun. And so you can actually look at the Eclipse. That You want something where you're going to be able to look up at the sun. And you don't want to do the pinhole thing. And just you want to be able to look up and, and see it, see it completely gone. And the thing is, once the eclipse happens, so so we had two minutes and thirty six seconds where we we got to look up without glasses on and look directly at the sun because the moon was completely covering it. And so that's when I got a lot of great pictures. So I had my camera, and I was able to just directly look up at the sun and start snapping pictures. And uh, you know, it doesn't hurt your eyes because the moon. Is blocking the sun, but uh, that that few seconds um, before the eclipse and after the eclipse, it's it would be cool to have those glasses on to be able to see uh, kind of that cutout of uh, of the moon, you know, going in front of it. So, um, and then there, I can't remember what else that we were looking for, but um, just just get online and there's and and maybe I'll. Uh, remind you guys of some other things, and I'll, I'm sure I'll do a reminder before uh, a couple times before uh, 2024 gets here. But um, go ahead and uh, scan out your spots if you guys are way up. I know some of you uh, listen up in the Washington, Oregon, California. You guys are going to be not even close. I would, I don't even know what you guys are going to see during that one. I don't know if you'll even really, if a partial eclipse would even. Effect. So, so um, unfortunately, uh, we won't be in Enid because it's too far away. But um, if you guys want to come down to where we will be, um, let me know. And if you guys, uh, being down by Grapevine in the Dallas area, there is an airport there. So if you guys are listening and uh, you guys want somewhere to hang out with or somebody to hang out with, um, email me, buzz. Uh, no, we're going to use shags at shaggyduck.com. And um, you can uh, get a hold of me and maybe make plans to be in Oklahoma. Well, it won't be Oklahoma, it'll be Texas. Um, I thought about driving to the corner of Oklahoma, but uh, there's really no towns. The thing is, there's the, the path of totality goes over a lot of areas without roads or towns. And so, so it may seem like there's a... a a bazillion spots to watch it when there really aren't because there's some parts of the country where there just aren't any roads and so that's what I found is when it goes over the corner of Oklahoma there just aren't very many roads in that corner and and not even I mean some of the towns are just itty bitty and so there just wasn't a good spot and I don't think there was a a town on the actual exact line um, and so that's why I thought, you know, that might be better just to cruise down to Texas and find a spot. Um, and I believe that the path of totality will be 
uh, east of the Dallas area. It's not going to go right over, although the, the path does go over Dallas, the, the exact center line is going to be east of the Dallas area. So um, I think there'll be plenty of towns and highways in that area to watch it. But again, they will be packed and crowded and lots of traffic. So, um, and then being in April, you never know what the weather's going to be like. So um, we will be. Um, looking out for that. Um, right here, it looks like uh, I'll be 82 years old when the uh, 2045, it's August of 2045 when that one comes along, and um, I will, uh, I'll be ready for, for that one. So you guys, uh, let me know if you guys have seen a total eclipse of the sun in the path of totality and what you thought about it. Tell me what feelings you had. Uh, I have a feeling a high percentage of people listening to this podcast have not been in the uh, path of totality. And so it's something, um, you know, I flew with the Thunderbirds. I was in a jet plane with a Thunderbird and he, you know, he took me on the whole routine up in the sky and seeing the total eclipse of the sun from the path of totality ranks exactly with flying with the Thunderbirds, if not a little above that, just because, and and it could be, it could have been just the whole adventure. It could have been just because we just packed up and left town and drove up there and slept in a park and it was me and my buddy and and we didn't have any plans and we just you know, we just kind of foraged when we got there and there was people we didn't know in the park and um, you know, and maybe the next one won't be that cool. I, I don't know, but I just have, I think because of these people that chase these total eclipses of the sun, I think you're probably going to get that feeling every time you see one. And, but I, and I'll know. I'll, so in 2024, I'll have something com- to compare it to. If you guys, if somebody out there is listening and you've been to, you've been in the path of totality twice, uh, let me know. Uh, please describe kind of what your experience was with the total eclipse of the sun. Again, shags at shaggyduck.com. Or uh, just, uh, you can message me on uh, the Facebook page and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd love to hear from from one of you guys. And don't forget that uh, I want this podcast to be more about connecting with people all over the world and all over the country. So it's not really a podcast. I mean, it is a podcast about me because I'm doing the podcast and I'm telling you my experiences, but it's not it's not like I'm famous or celebrity, so you're not following me because I'm famous, but I hope you're listening to the podcast and following me because you're 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 wanting to know what other people in the world what their experiences are. And so that is the purpose of this podcast. And so I want to share my experiences with people that don't live in the United States or don't live in Oklahoma and compare those experiences and those journeys and those adventures with what's going on in your part of the world and the things that you're doing. And so please uh, share your podcast or your blogs with me. Send me links. I will share those with people. And so maybe we can all build up bigger audiences. If you're not doing a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel, I highly recommend that you do. Uh, it's a great way to document or diary what uh, you've got going on. I think it'll be a really cool thing 
20, 30 years from now when my kids are old, they can watch these things or my grandkids can watch these things um, or maybe nobody will watch these things. I don't know. But at least I'm putting them out there, uh, just sharing my experiences of living in this big blue marble that we all live on. Um, and so I hope you guys enjoy some of my adventures. Uh, it seems like it's been a little while since I've been on a good adventure. And so um, I don't want to wait till 2024 for the next uh, big adventure. So I'm going to start looking around for something to go do. I will be going to uh, Disney World in May. So that'll be, that'll be kind of an adventure. So if you've never been to Disney World, I will document that for you guys. Um, I have been to Disney World before. We took our girls when they were little. And so it was, um, you know, a trip with two little girls. Well, now they're both in college. So it's going to be a completely different experience. Um, we're going to hit a bunch of the different parks. Whereas when we went the first time, we just stayed uh, completely in Magic Kingdom the whole time. So uh, we've got that coming up. What other adventures do I have coming up? Um, for now, we've got next uh, year's football season. My youngest daughter made Arkansas Palm again for the second year. So she's guaranteed to be on Palm. So we'll be hitting the Arkansas football games, uh, probably in some basketball and baseball next year. Um, I'm pretty 100% certain my oldest daughter will make OU Palm, which is tryouts for that are coming up. And so it'll be another one of those years where uh, during football season, we will be flipping back and forth. And I hadn't really started this podcast um, when we were doing that. So that'll be fun to document some of those travels as we do that. I'll keep you guys up to date on my Jeep adventures. Um, go back and listen to the Jeep adventure. I've joined, uh, we formed a ENA Jeep club here in my hometown and then I've uh, started following some other Jeep organizations. Um, really enjoying uh, driving my Jeep and all that good stuff. So uh, again, you guys, thank you a million times for listening. Go to Patreon dot com slash shags s-h-a-g-g-s you can go there and uh, become a patreon member uh, we've got one tier set up it's five dollars a month it's not like you have to pay five dollars forever or for a year i think i think maybe it tries to get you to do it for three months but um, just whatever if you guys feel you know uh, like you can but what you're going to get you are going to get something so if you if you do sign up for the five dollars a month you will get uh, let me do a quick reminder while I got you guys here you're going to get a shags that's me the shags sticker put that on a window of your car you're going to get the shaggy duck uh, kind of the metallic looking sticker. That's the Shaggy Duck logo. And then you're going to get a 70s Buzz, even though this is a completely different podcast. Um, I still am part of the 70s Buzz podcast. So if you like the 70s or things groovy, you're going to like that. And then I will probably also throw in, just got these. These are coasters. Uh, it says the greatest decade known to man. And it's got little cartoon characters of Todd and I. And so um, if you guys if you guys remotely like the 1970s, listen to Todd and I on the 70s Buzz podcast. If you guys uh, enjoy 
anything about what I'm talking about, uh, head over and listen to our other podcast called uh, Buzzhead Radio. We just kind of ramble and talk about, uh, you know, like the Will Smith slap the other day, uh, Grammys, uh, just, you know, whatever kind of the big stories are, and then just random stuff. But it's more of like a morning radio show, kind of like a morning talk radio show is kind of how we formatted it. And so, uh, and then we'll be doing some interviews as we uh, run into some different people. Uh, we'll be interviewing people for that podcast. But it's just kind of a fun, laid-back. Um, if you're looking for podcasts to listen to, um, listen to it. Uh, you know, it fills the time. Please give us feedback on all of our podcasts. Tell us um, things that we're doing good, things that we're doing bad. And I feel like I'm rambling now. Uh, my Eclipse stories are over. And so uh, I am going to uh, sign off here in a second. And uh, once again, please, somebody uh, contact me. And you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. And we will be back with another exciting episode of A Shaggy Duck Life. Uh, see you guys later. Bye.